Hello, everybody, and welcome to Athletic Definition. My name is Coach Ray Z, and this episode is episode number 98, inching away closer to number 100. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today. Today, we're celebrating 421, the day after 420. Uh, let me know how you celebrated 420. Do you like to uh, work out while you're high, or did you celebrate 420 at all? Did you smoke at all? I remember this guy on L.A. Uh, years ago. His name was um, Tom Likas, and on 420, he used to have all his callers come up and not come up. It's not like Fireside or anything like this where there's a uh, you know an auditorium. And then uh, so people would just call up, and everybody would have like someone would have a bong, someone would have a, a joint, someone would have a pipe, and they would all get high at 420. Um I thought that was pretty funny. I never uh, took part in it and I was working so I couldn't try and recreate that yesterday. Today, when I went for a run, uh, I was running. I did about six miles. I got the OC marathon in about maybe a week and a half. Looking forward to that. So when I was running today, I was running. I saw a black bag on the concrete, but this happened like really quick because I'm running and I step on it, and I'm like, oh, that's one of those bags of weed. And it was a bag of weed. I found it. I picked it up. And with that bag of weed, I was like, oh, someone someone must have dropped it for a 420. And so I just like opened it real quick. I smelled it. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I just put it in my pocket and kept running. So, of course, uh, since today's the day that I do the show, I'm like, let's talk about athletes getting high, all that. Uh, the only thing... You know, I looked up on the news right away on Google, and the couple of first things that came up was um, that New Jersey just legalized marijuana yesterday, so they're going crazy over there for it. Didn't really have a chance to read too many of the articles. And besides that, I think it was Missouri. There was some sort of arrest, high-speed chase, and the truck ended up flipping with uh, 500 pounds of marijuana all over the highway, which I guess doesn't happen over there very much. And uh, I, I want to see if there's any pictures of it. I, I didn't have a chance to look that up. And the other thing they mentioned is it was in a, quite a few different artic uh, like articles. You know, not I wouldn't say like cheesy, like who who wrote this. Uh, I'll, I'll link them once again to the show notes. And it was about uh, corporate uh, corporate workers in the workforce nowadays, and that I think it's a third or half of them. And these were these are like. You know, they said HR, bankers, uh, these type of professionals, and that they all admitted to basically being high while at work. I'm reading the comments. And uh, yeah, today today is like my lucky day. I, I, I won the lottery. I wanted to talk about, you know, working out and, you know, like a lot of people like it. I, I, so I wonder if people like it or I wonder if they do it for pain or both. A lot of the the top athletes that I was looking into and, and I've known because I always hear about, you know, you know, growing up, there was one in particular. I, I, I hope it's the right player. Didn't have the time to check, but I remember his name's uh, Isaiah Ryder and he he played all over. Uh, he was supposed to be really good, but he, he was into some heavy drugs. But I know if I remember one time he got arrested outside of, I don't know, maybe his neighborhood, going to people's trash cans, trying to, I think he made like some sort of like bong out of 
I don't know what he did and he got arrested. And I'm like, when you have that much money, why are you going to people's garbage cans? And, you know, through the years, you always hear of, of, of the people that are kind of basically knuckleheads. You know, it, it gives it a bad stigma in all the movies. And then when, when you look into why it was banned in California, there's a castle over here. It's called Hertz Castle, William Hertz. Hertz. And he basically, he was like a, a baller and his corporation to this day is still like, like huge. They own a lot of media, a lot of TV stations. I think he's, he was like the publisher of the Oprah magazine. Uh, and even back then he basically, you, you could say he was like the first like major newspaper person. He owned all the newspaper mills and uh, movie studios. And he also didn't want the competition of hemp. Uh, because you could kind of basically do everything uh, with hemp cheaper, quicker, you know, and, and he had large, large acres until this day. I think the land he donated to California or, or sold to is like one of the largest like estates or sales of acres, um, to, you know, to this day. But he also, he, you know, didn't want to like lose money to that. So he wanted to eliminate the competition. He helped, you know, the government vote against it. Uh, he also used like, you know, propaganda. I think he's the guy who made Reefer Madness because he owned all the movies, you know, the movie studio. And also he, as far as from what I've looked into or he was like the main guy, so I don't know if him specifically was a racist, but they used it against Mexicans and blacks, uh, and they said that, you know, they would rape and get all crazy, and that was like one of the main reasons that they wanted to ban marijuana, and then that's why it's like such a highly banned uh, negative thing because of reefer madness, and then I think you know, I, I wasn't alive, but uh, 60s and uh, well, Woodstock and all that, I think, you know, people were more more chill, but still, uh, at least in the United States, majority of people are, I think, Christian. So I think that's, you know, the seriousness. And then the way all the leagues and all drugs and, you know, it, it, when, when it's a plant, who knows? Like, it, you know, it's up to you. I, in my opinion, I don't think that there's any man or woman who should tell another man or woman what to do, uh, what to take if, if they're not causing harm to other people. Uh, some of the negatives that, that I hear a lot about, <clears throat> about uh, marijuana is the munchies. Uh, you know, you end up eating a lot. In, in many different cases, that could be a good or bad thing. You know, when uh, when I, I was younger, I was really, really thin. And no matter what I ate, it's hard for me to to gain weight. And, you know, people like me who never have appetite, it gives you appetite. So, if, you know, if, if you hardly are hungry and I'm, I'm talking like after vigorous workout, that could be good. Uh, I've heard for, you know, many uh, patients that are going through like chemo, they lose their appetite and that helps them want to eat uh, just for. And then also, it can make you overeat. Uh, it, as I was looking into it, and I'll post all the different places where I got this, I, it's up to you to do your own research. I'm not advocating it. I'm just, you know, giving some information, helping celebrate 420 in my way. People are like, well, what's 420? 420, I, I should have throw this in in the beginning. 420, I think it's an urban myth. It's basically that they started... Uh, 
there's so many different versions, but that there were some high school kids and that they were, they like to like leave school or after school meet up at 420 and smoke weed. Some people say it's like the police code for 420. And some people say that, that it's, you know, they got arrested at 420. There's all these different myths. I'm not exactly sure where it originated, but uh, you know, getting back to the munchies part to me, the munchies, if it's really not, it, it's really what you eat. You know, it's what you stock your refrigerator with. Uh, it's what you, uh, you know, fill your cabinets with and how disciplined you are. It's not that I don't like junk food or good tasting food. I don't really have a major sweet tooth. I buy like a bag of chips or something. I'll, I'll eat it. So I'd rather not buy it. I'll, I'll keep like things that I want to snack on, regardless if you have the munchies or not. This is just like, you know, it's really, you can't blame eating or overeating on anything but yourself. It's really what you have. The other thing is people say you get lazy. And I think that that's a, a myth. And I'll give some information on why I think it's a myth. There's a, a article in the New York Post, and there's many different articles like this. And this one, I'll put it on the show notes as well. It says why more professional athletes are depending on cannabis. And it, it goes down a list of many different athletes who have used it. Um, you know, just for example, um, that, that, that young lady just recently, I think her name is uh, Carrie Richardson for the Olympics. She ended up not being able to compete. Some golfer, I'm not sure his name. Um, and then if you go through history, the right now, currently, the, the leader in scoring in the NBA, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, was caught at the airport smoking weed. He admits to smoking weed. Um, he says he, he had his fair share of smoking weed that he doesn't anymore, but that he suffers from mind grades. Um, uh, uh, let's see here. There's, of course, Michael Phelps and uh, Mike Tyson, and a lot of these guys own you know, cannabis shops and uh, I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more. The, you know, the other thing that I heard is it'll affect your lungs. And now there's many different options that you can do. You can go glass. And now it's not like back in the days where it's like glass on plastic. It's glass on glass. So you can eliminate smoking any sort of, uh, sort of plastic. And then instead of using any sort of butane, they sell like, like uh, Q-tips. Uh, they're all glass and then you can torch it so that you just burning a hot glass on glass or the, on the flower. And then you're not smoking any butane. There's also vaporizers. Um, and then there's edibles, including drinks. You can buy your own butter, make your own food that way. Um, so there's different alternatives to some of the, the drawbacks that, you know, people uh, mention on YouTube. There's two good videos. I haven't had the chance to watch the NFL one, but I watched the NBA one and most of those guys, you know, get injured. If you're playing high level, anything you're, uh, you're going to get injured. And a lot of them, instead of wanting, not wanting to take you know, these pain medicines, they'd rather medicate with marijuana. And I think on one of the many different reports and articles and videos I was watching, and it, some of these were dated, uh, it said that I believe 70% of the United States is addicted to painkillers or some sort of like 
yeah, I think some sort of painkillers. And I was like, well, would you rather have people addicted to painkillers or would you rather have people just smoke a joint? Yeah, you know, that's really a moral decision. I'm not, you know, here to judge or anything like that. Just, you know, provide information. And so on on there they had like Kenyon Martin and some some good basketball players talking about how they smoke it and how they were tested so much. Well, the NBA I think I think they finally stopped testing like randomly. Uh, but be, out of everybody, they would get tested randomly four times a year, where in the NFL and, and every other sport, they would just test them once during preseason. And after that, uh, they're just testing for like steroids, but they're not testing for marijuana. And so in the NBA, you know, it's been kind of known for many years that, that they've been smoking weed. Also in... um. You know, I, I do jujitsu, and, and and I'm not gonna say all of it because there's a lot of people who won't touch it. But there's a big uh, part of it that is into cannabis, and there's a particular league that I'm not sure when it started. I was trying to look it up, but they're called High Rollers. A couple of my past guests have competed on it, and they kind of had to start underground. And you you compete, and before you compete, you get high with your opponent, and then you know, you battle and you share a battle and then you move on like a tournament. Uh, and the winner of that, I forget what they get and they get like a pound of weed. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's a pretty cool concept. It, it, you can watch it free on YouTube. And it goes to show you that it's like that stigma, you know, being lazy. Like how can you be lazy and be like the highest scorer in the NBA or win the most medals in swimming? If you're lazy, you're lazy. It's once again using some sort of excuse like cannabis or this happened to me or the victim mentality, which I think when I was younger, I was like king of the victim mentality. Oh, this happened to me and it's not fair and why, but, you know, blaming a plant, blaming whatever. That's my perspective. That That's my take. Uh, in Las Vegas, there is a, a shop or a dispensary. It's called Planet 13. Planet 13th. It is the largest dispensary in the world and it's office strip. So when I went to Vegas, I'm like, oh, I got to visit it. I, I I just like to go to places where like, oh, like, you know, I'm trying to live my life to the fullest. So I think on the way there, there's like the the world's largest gas station. So I'm like, we got to stop at the world's largest gas station just to say we, we've been there. So we stopped there and then we found out that's the world's largest dispensary. So we went and what I do like about them is they're trying to take away the, that negative stigma of marijuana. Um, you know, every, every place you go, you, you can't use your cell phone, probably for security reasons. Um, uh, cause in the dispensary game, there's like really overpriced ones. Um, somewhat good priced. And then there's the underground ones. When you're walking in, there's a generator going. So you know that they basically are running under, under the table. The city turned off the lights on them or they never gave them permits. But Planet 13th is trying to change the stigma of that. They allow you and welcome you to record live in there. That way people don't think it's something shady and something where like, Oh, taboo where what, what's going on, what goes on in there? What? So you can go in there. It's 24 hours a day. If you're on the strip, I, I believe they will even pick you up on a limo and, and take you back. Uh, I don't know if they have it, but they were working on like smoking cafes inside. 
I, I think there's one place in West Hollywood where you can actually like, or this was pre COVID where you can go have lunch and then, or, and then smoke like a joint in the patio. There's, there's more of these, you know, smoke locations opening up and they were working on it. Uh, when you walk in there, there's like this interactive floor where you, when you step on it, it's like, it's like a, you're stepping on a lake and the fish move and it's like touch screen. So there's ripples uh, that that's just very cool. Uh, they put on some weird little light show like every hour on the hour uh, on top. And then they have like a selection of flower, which is, you know, just like the actual weed. Nowadays they have the, the wax, which is just concentrated THC, which I didn't really talk about, but I, you know, I, we don't really know the effects of that. I would say in my opinion, as far as if you're trying to use it to work out or any sort of performance, I would I would definitely stay away from that. We don't know it. I would stay away from those pens, those vaporizers. I would stick to the natural. If we're talking about flour, we're talking about natural. You know, a lot, a lot of the bodybuilders and and people that I've I've spoke to, they they talk about how they can focus more um, and how they can get that like mind body connection because they're just like kind of you know more relaxed and more at peace. Um, uh, like in jiu-jitsu, if you can really kind of connect to your opponent, they're going to move when you can kind of feel their breathing. And so if you can really get like that present in the moment where you're like, oh, I, like I, I, I just heard that he's, he's going to make a move or she's going to make a move. It's almost like you're just like so focused on what's going on. Besides jiu-jitsu is that, that type of sport. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned in the NFL, uh, in boxing, Mike Tyson said he was high during the Roy Jones fight. I'm not sure if uh, Roy Jones did, but that one that recently happened, I think during the pandemic, it might have just been on. Uh, but yeah, um, Mike Tyson has a Mike Tyson's ranch. And when I went to Planet 13th, they had a, his, his, uh, his flour and joints and they sell like vaporizers and I'm going to say they're, they're a bit pricey. Um, the, you know, the, I'm talking, it's like a giant warehouse. When, when you walk in the, really the, even though it's so large of flour and everything else, it's still small just because it's, it's so, it's just such a big place. Now across the street, there's another dispensary. And before there really wasn't, there's some in downtown Vegas and then on the strip, there's one, but it's really horrible, really overpriced. It, it's like in like one of those quick little liquor stores you walk into just, but I guess are the only ones that got permission to sell on the strip. So with, you know, with planet 13, uh, allowing people to go in there, take pictures, show video, show that it's such a nice environment in there, that it's nothing shady. They're trying to change the, the perception. And, you know, when people, if, if they stop to think, look at all these athletes, why, why are they using it? Um, for, is it for peak performance? There's all kinds of arguments that, um, no, yes, some of these studies, they just don't have that many people. When there's that many people in the world, it's hard for me to, you know, to accept them, especially right now because uh, the federal government says it's illegal and 
the lot of states, I think there's only 11 left that say it's not legal. That's like, you know, when you're young and, and you go and you ask your mom, hey, mom, can I do this? And she's like, okay, I'll say yeah, if your dad says yes. And then you go ask your dad and he just, he won't give you that yes. So it's, it's kind of like just being stuck like that. It's like, you guys need to make up your mind. Is it legal or not legal? Uh, I, and I know I think they're working on it as well. Um, I think society is evolving and getting to the place where, yeah, we should let people decide for themselves whether they want to smoke weed or not, smoke weed and lift the weights, uh, get that mind and body connection, or maybe they just get too paranoid. There's many different, uh, if you know, negative things that will happen if you overconsume it, just like anything else. So just, you know, if you do do it, it's everything with moderation, not just, uh, you know, same thing with drinking. But I, I think that if you uh, end up like, say, looking, I, I, I'd love to see like police records of people getting um, like uh, doing like a, some sort of spousal abuse, just being high. And how many are were on alcohol? And, you know, I, I also think it, it's very fascinating that in society we, you know, we pick and choose what drug is bad and what stigma comes with it. And, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm talking about like crystal meth uh, that just ruins people's lives and stuff like that. I, you know, like I said, I grew up with a bunch of different people. I've, 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 into people's places and then the next day they they were murdered for drugs and it's just like you know when you look at the violence if the violence is being created in my opinion it's being created by uh all these years of basically not being legal uh and when they decriminalized it uh and, and i know i think colorado was one of the first states there their duis dropped and so it brings in money, but then it's also going to take away money from other places. And some of these commercials that you hear about negative things, they're being funded by like the alcohol or the tobacco company. And so it's just like, you know, who, who to believe, but yourself try it out. If you, if you want, don't try it out if you don't want. Um, and I would say that for every sport, it's going to be different. And same thing too. There's, you know, you can look into um, the thing about going into like one of those like more high end uh, dispensaries is that they'll list the information. So then you can, for example, look at the THC contents or the CBD content. Uh, there's sativas, there's indicas, there's hybrids. So if you go with like a sativa, they're supposed to be more energetic and if you do go with a more energetic one, you know, this have some for energy, did uh, focus. Then if you go with like a sativa, that's more like you maybe have a sleeping issues. It's time for you to relax. You're the type of person that has a hard time unwinding. Um, you can do something like that. There's also hybrids now where it's like a mix of sativa and uh, um, indica and same thing. Um, the good thing about it is they break it down. You can see the percentage. So then you can kind of really, if you start looking into it, you can really medicate yourself properly. Did I take enough CBDs or, or maybe you want to experiment and be like, I'm going to take, 
um, let's say I want to get off coffee for like a, a week. I'm going to try like doing, you know, small doses of sativa as energy in the day, see how that goes. And then at nighttime, uh, try the indica to help me fall asleep or different, different things like that, you know, to work out. Uh, so yeah, it's up to you. If anybody here in the audience would like to come up and let me know how they celebrated 420, I'd love to hear it. Or if you celebrate 420 at all, or if this is like the first time you heard about 420. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, um, may not know, uh, the biggest day in 420 history, of course, like many things it ruined, of course, the pandemic, the pandemic, uh, took it away as a celebration because pretty much the whole world was locked down, but that year it was 420, 420 on 420. So what you try to do is celebrate it on the hour of 420 on the day of 420. And that day would have been 420. So what most people do is they wait till 420 or just get it ready. Like as soon as it's 420, they light up and they medicate. And I would love to know how many people, and as it becomes, you know, more and more decriminalized and acceptable and, um, you know, soccer stars have their own CBD lines and, and different things like that, as it becomes more and more available to the people I would love to know and I welcome to see the current pro athletes that are doing it, but worried about like some sort of, you know, federal, um, basically get in trouble with the federal government. Who wants to get in trouble with the federal government or actually any government if in the particular state that you live in or playing at or have are in possession of the marijuana, it isn't legal. Um, so those are all other factors that you have to consider because, you know, that's your money that you're going to have to pay in court fees. And I hope you enjoyed this, uh, you know, working out. So the bottom line is like everything that I try and tell you is try it, try it for yourself. There is no, you know, perfect thing. Uh, there might have been people who said, Hey, I tried it. You know, when I was younger, I didn't like it. And then there might be some people who who try it now or are barely going to try it. So it's really up to you. Um, just if anything, one of the bigger things that I hear is uh, getting paranoid. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. I think one is that you are consumed. And the other thing is those are typically the people that need some like inner work done in them. Uh, and it, Usually it's you start getting these thoughts and revelations of things that you have been avoiding, which causes paranoia, or you watch too many, too many horror flicks on TV and think there's someone outside trying to get you. So uh, once again, it's kind of almost like telling you, hey, if you do this, maybe you could work on this and maybe you should stop watching some horror films on edibles. That's not good. So once again, I'd like to thank everybody uh, in the audience today, Kelly, Elizabeth, Wade Bott, and everybody listening in worldwide. I, I, last I counted, I think I'm at over 63 countries, so appreciate it. Uh, Germany, always showing. the Behind the United States, Germany shows a lot of love. The UK, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody on the stream. I am, I'm growing on Twitch, finally. 
Uh, I only opened up Twitch because here on Fireside, they make it so seamless where I could simulcast on Twitch. So I'm like, let's, let's try Twitch. All the cool kids are on there and uh, it's pretty easy. I just connected it once and that's it. it. It does it all by itself. And Twitch seems to be like the more you stream, then, you know, finally people will, I guess it, it took a while, but yeah, people are finally starting and they'll pay you. So I'm, I'm really if you're listening and you want to show support, go to Athletic Definition on YouTube. I need 1,000 subscribers to get paid. And, uh, yeah, also Coach Ray. But really, I'm focusing more on the Athletic Definition YouTube. I, I post way more frequently on that one. I post on that one, uh, what, once, once or twice a week on my Coach Ray Z. It's like whenever I get a chance. But you need to have 4,000 hours of listen time on YouTube and 1,000 uh, followers. Uh, I need like 990 more followers. <laughs> so, but you, you got to start somewhere. But the, the, the watch time has been going up. So it's growing. And yeah, I appreciate the support. Uh, thank you, buddy. I, I see Wendy just joined in. Thank you, Wendy. And I, 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 you know, actually, before I close out, if since you joined in, Wendy, I was talking about how you celebrated 420. If you celebrate 420, have you heard about 420? Uh, it's like a, a, a day for the, the smokers uh, that, that like to smoke marijuana or use it for medical reasons i don't think they probably do it just for medical reasons but oh, all right we have wendy hi wendy and would you like video uh no i kind of moved to the other side of my studio so no ray but thank you and absolutely 100 percent 420 are you kidding i wanted to bomb everybody's show yesterday and get up on stage and just say oh by the way happy 420 <laughs> Oh, that's great. And did you get a chance to or, or No. I I I I I decided I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yes, I, I was uh I was working, so I'm like, oh I can't actually do try to do a show on 420. It was funny because I was actually into the dispensary yesterday and I was buying some new uh stash and the girl looks at me and she goes, Happy 420. And I went, Oh, Oh my God, it is 420, isn't it? Oh, well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so, so, so for me, 420 is every day. Oh, okay. You know, you know, that's actually one thing that uh, I would say is for me, and you can tell me how was your experience yesterday. I would never advise anyone to go on 420 to a dispensary. Usually they have like giveaways and the lines are are really, really long. I was like the day before or the day after. Make sure you're stocked up. Uh, was it was it packed for you or, or no? No, I just go to this little place that's like, you know, by the beach. So I live by the beach and it's just this little place in Playa del Rey that, yeah, no, there was nobody. It was just me, the security guard and the girl inside. Okay. And, and, and earlier, you know, I was talking about Planet 13th in Las Vegas, how they're trying to, you know, get people to not feel like, oh, they're walking into something shady because everywhere you go in, you, you can't take pictures. Is this one welcoming? Where are you? Are you in, in L.A.? Where are you? I'm in L.A. Yeah. This one is, yeah, yeah, totally welcoming. You know, you have to, it's not, I, it's a little tiny one. It's not like, and it's, it's local, so it's not like going to Mad Men or something like that, or Med Man or whatever, however you say that, the chain where everybody is like, 
lined up outside because it's like super cool to go in there. I've never even been in one of those. Oh, I haven't so. even heard of that one. Oh, you're kidding. You know the one that's like in West Hollywood? Where are you in LA? I'm like a San Gabriel Valley. Oh, yeah. So I'm over by Venice, kind of. I'm in El Segundo, Manhattan Beach, South oh, Okay. That's where I am. And we don't, in El Segundo, it's not even allowed to have a dispensary, although there are dispensers that do like packing of it here in El Segundo, but there's no dispensary uh, permitted here. So we're going through that whole process to even be able to have a dispensary in El Segundo. So we have to go, I have to go across the border to the other side of LAX basically to um, purchase my, you know, you know, my drugs. <laughs> oh, we, we got a, but Elizabeth also who's in, in LA as well, West LA. So we got a, today a nice Kelly, Kelly, uh, Southern Cali uh, audience today. Uh, yeah, every uh, dispensary is pretty different. Uh, I would say some of them are, look very shady and some of them are pretty high end and the prices are very high end. And and usually they don't give you as much back as a customer as, as when, because I've gone to some that started off as small and then they made money and now they turned really big and when you go in there it's like they used to give you way more that's why i would go there you know well it's because you know when it became legal especially you know recreational it's like the tax is like 30 percent, right and it's just ridiculous and then it all became about the packaging i mean you can't smell it you can't it used to be like a fine wine kind of like it was an experience right you would go into the store and you would be able to look at the bud and and, you know, for me anyway, because I grew pot, you know, back in before my young, I was pregnant with my oldest. So today it would be 41 years ago because <laughs> today's his birthday. So that's how long ago I actually even, I grew pot, right? Um, and, you know, it's a, it's an art. It's a, it's like anything else that you, you grow. And, um, and they took that away when they made it legal. You, you know, you can't go into a, a place and, and smell the different strains. Uh, that's just was part of the experience. So, you know, I don't really dig it. I would prefer to grow like my own plant in my backyard and have my stash for, for, the, um, for the year kind of just by growing a couple of good seeds because it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, the, the, the whole packaging thing, I, I'm not I'm – not, I don't really like it. I think it's just creating really expensive package that you don't really care about at all. You're just going to throw it away and you're just charging more the consumer for the product, which is really what they want. Yeah. And, you know, they should at least have like little side samples, you know, with like one little jar where you could actually, you know. And you don't even know that that's what you're getting. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Huh? I mean, you can still find them, but they're not, they're not, you know, legal. So they basically drove, what they did was, you know, they drove people to grow their own pot. They took it off. This, basically, thought they were like, oh, let's solve the problem. Let's charge this huge tax. And then now, you know, there's a problem with land, um, the excess, you know, okay, so you, you buy some flour and it's in a jar. Well, heck, at one point I had like 15 of those jars, you know, and, and so like the whole packaging thing and the jars and the, nobody's recycling and it's becoming a problem. And um, 
Uh, it's so, I love packaging. I actually love designing packaging. I love that, but it's such a, it added, it added such a cost to the actual product. And for the, for the companies that had to like now put their flour and everything in these really freaking cool packages, it costs a lot of money to do that, you know, and it all gets passed down to us who the consumer, I buy it because I, you know, I, I battle a, a cancer. And so I use it medicinally and always have since I was 14. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but now I do. <laughs> I was 14. I didn't use it medicinally. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing for me. It's like they made it so much more expensive, so more people could have access to it for what, so you could pay more taxes on it. Yeah, the the taxes is definitely ruining it, uh, especially how it was. I thought some of it had to do, you know, kind of with the pandemic. They just are trying to keep people from actually touching and smelling anything. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I would like them to go back to how it was before that. Uh, no, 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 it was, it's the law. It has to be packaged. Uh, you can't, you, unless the, the, no, it can't, you're not allowed to smell it or anything. You're not allowed. You can't, it has to have like the exact THC of where it was grown all of these things. And then it has to be sealed or double sealed, right? That's why it's so difficult for anybody to like open up anything that you buy in a, in a store, right? It's like, you want to kill yourself to get inside the package. Um, but no, that's how it has to be. You can't oh. ever smell it or touch it or feel it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you just, I guess you don't really know when you're going to a dispensary, if they're legitimate or not, till you go inside and see if they have packaging and if you could smell it or not smell it. You can't smell it. It's not, it's against the law. Right. But I'm saying you won't, cause I, I, I've walked into plenty where they're like, yeah, you could smell it if you want to. There's edibles there. There's, you know, syrup. They have a, a little bit of everything. It's pretty interesting what they make, out, you know, out of the product. I, I was going to, I think you mentioned you might have done it since 14. Uh, have you ever used it to, to work out or do you think it helps like with focus or anything like that? You know, you're talking to somebody that, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really do it when I was 14. So I started um, smoking pot probably off and on not really even in my 20s because you have to remember i'm i'm in my 60s and so back then ray it was like i grew up in the valley so i was in the san fernando valley and it was like just this really shitty flaky weed from mexico right and you would buy it in a baggie and it would be called a can and we called it a can it was bought in a baggie but why we called it a can i don't know it was a can a $5 can, $10 can, but was in a baggie. But so anyway, um, and it was just all leaf. It, was, it wasn't it was bud or, and then I remember this thing called tie stick. It was like this weird pot that came tied around a stick. Uh, and it smelled, some of it smelled like skunk, right? And that was probably in the early 70s. Um, but it wasn't really part of my lifestyle until, uh, later in life, we grew pot out of desperation in one of my worlds. Um, but we had a big bag of seeds, and so we ended up growing the pot in Oregon uh, when it was somewhat legal to grow pot in Oregon. But that's when I really, and I'm, and I'm kind of a horticulture world person, I like gardening. So I was really good at doing that. And we grew it under lights, and I enjoyed the process of doing that and the harvesting. 
Um, but I think I think marijuana in itself, cannabis in itself, has evolved so much into being a mainstream culture. You know, it, it comes from all of us. It's like you know, I was born the same year Steve Jobs was, and so it's like we are the reason that um, you know cannabis is where it is today, right? Because it's part of our culture that it was just woven into our culture for for um, for so long. So. It's weird to think of it as being like a weird, like a drug. For me, I don't ever, yeah, working out without getting stoned. I always got stoned before I went spinning into yoga, except for if it was really early in the morning. But yeah, I think it helps. I think it motivates you. Okay, y- yoga and spinning. Interesting. <laughs> and did, uh, did you ever do the hot yoga? No, because I, yes, actually I did do hot yoga, like the real Bur- Burkham, Bickham, whatever that thing was one time and I thought it was like I was found I thought I found myself in like a an internment camp of some nature (laughs) it was so bizarre Uh, and I never went back and did that but I love to do spinning Uh, I did spinning for like nine years and uh, then I would go it was a place called Yaz in Venice and it was spinning and then you go from spinning room into across the hall was the yoga and that's all that it was it was spinning and yoga Yaz Y-A-S spinning and yoga and um or yoga and spinning sorry uh, and yeah and that was cool did that for a really long time i love spinning i loved it and i did it like before it got to be like soul cycle and all that stuff where it got to be like you know super trendy and, and stuff and yeah i really like that and but sure why wouldn't you go work out like with a little buzz why not yeah, I mean that, that's uh that that's pretty much what I I leave up for leave it up to the individual and whether if smoking is something you do or even try it and you want to work out and see if it helps you with your focus. You know, there's drawbacks and uh it's like for every study you find telling you one thing, you can find another one for telling you the opposite. So you, you really got to do re- research and opt- ultimately, I believe it's you have to make the decision for yourself. Uh, you know, take advice from everybody, but just see what works for you. I think a lot of people that are true, like cannabis, you know, consumers, they function rather well in their, you know, in that world, right? It's like, um, when I was really young, I worked for this company in CBS. It was at, it's, um, it was a show that was on CBS and it was the guy that created this, Spider-Man something or other, I think, Chuck Freeze. And he was a total asshole. But the writer's room was someplace where everybody, and this was, this was I don't know, I was, was way before Wyatt was ever born. So this is a long time ago. Um, but the writer's room was always where everybody just smoked pot. And, you know, that's a comedy's writer's room, you know, a sitcom's writer's room. That was the whole thing is this. That is what got people, you know, creative and uh, having fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, I was mentioning that earlier as we see more and more decriminalization. And when when the federal government finally decides to decriminalize it, then I, I believe we will see a lot more entertainers, athletes, just everyday people coming out because they won't have to fear prosecution or some sort of, you know, maybe termination at their job. 
look at Snoop Dogg. He's always been really upfront about it. And he, he, he even does like commercials now with Martha Stewart. And so, and because it is legal in California, right? It's totally legal here. You can literally smoke your vape pen or a joint and really not get in too much trouble out in public for that. Right. I mean, it's like, nobody cares. No, I mean, seriously, nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of places in California you could go and pretty much do what you want and no one's going to be like, oh, you know, come and try and stop you or say, what are you doing? I don't think they even have the legal right to. No, that that's true. Well, I have seen, I was at a Dodger game and this is kind of when vaping first came out, not even the, the, the marijuana, just straight vaping. And, you know, they would try and be like, well, I, I'm not smoking. I'm vaping. Oh, yeah. And they would try and be like, no, you're not allowed to vape or smoke, period. And they were trying to argue, well, where's a sign that says vaping? Because technically, <laughs> you know, it's not smoke if it's or something like that, if it's made out of electric and not a fire. But that's different than when you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you just go, oh, man, that smelled good. You know? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Especially some of those now, they they smell exactly like those tobacco they smell like cherry flavors strawberry flavors it's kind of hard to tell the difference yeah didn't you start your show like last year because you were doing you were doing like running drunk oh no that's that's my other show that i I do with my friend this one's the original show and you know i'm I'm going against everything that they say in fitness like stick to (laughs) stick to a niche niche down and talk about that and then once you get known in that you can talk about other things but i would get bored out of my mind talking about the same thing every single day plus that's not me it's not like i run every single day as much as i run i i do other things i play basketball so I, I decided I'm going to talk a little bit about everything and, you know, working out and getting high with 420. I'm like, oh, it's appropriate. And I did a show about mushrooms actually maybe like last week. And that one on YouTube seems to be doing well and on the podcast. So I'm oh, like, oh. That's cool. I saw that show. I'll have to go listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. And, and so many funny stories about mushrooms when I was younger when I lived in Santa Barbara. It was but we would do mushrooms. And, you know, if you do the right amount of mushrooms, you have such a fun time. I mean, seriously. That, that, I, I mentioned that about the microdosing as well. And since I kind of touched on just mushrooms by themselves and today marijuana, I'll, I'll probably just do a whole show on just drugs and sports because <laughs> it, it's, they, it goes hand in hand. Uh, I, you know, there's a, Probably like I would say one of the most famous cases is this guy in baseball. Now I can't think of his name, but he basically did acid and pitched a no hitter like in the sixties. <laughs> and and he when you hear his story and then as I looked into him, I found out he was never sober. He said he <laughs> he was never sober when he played. And then you hear stories about like, you know, pro athletes being drunks, uh and and then you know, pro athletes like uh, John Jones in UFC, he literally was doing cocaine. He admitted to it, and then he was drinking and partying all night, and then he beat Daniel Cormier for the UFC championship. Um, so, so, you know, I would like to see more studies done to just to see, you know, because we've always just made it as everything is such a negative thing and never really, never really uh, looked into is is there any benefits? 
probably because there's not so many people that want to admit that they do that, you know? Right. And that, and that's, you know, that's because of the stigma that it has been basically made up, you know, with reefer madness. And, you know, I, I wonder at what, what, um, kind of like what a age group what a generation was the one that kind of broke that gap because that propaganda early was uh you know built on racism and also on reefer madness which showed people like hallucinating and you know wasn't so reefer madness was like when was that that was probably in the late 60s or something yeah you know i was checking today i can't I, i've watched the whole thing it's been a long time but let me see if i could check was that when they thought you would smoke a joint and like nancy reagan was saying oh it's a gateway drug and you're going to become addicted just say no i mean she she i remember uh her talking about that uh that, that's actually funny she was like the say no to drugs uh-huh. campaign which just say no mm-hmm Let's see. The, the, the well, yeah, the war on drugs that has been going on for I forget how many years now. Let's see, Reefer Madness movie. God, I was watching. I was watching talk about drugs and <laughs> not really, but indirectly, uh, the Johnny Depp trial with Amber Heard, and it's you know it's on YouTube. It is. Oh my God, you guys! It's like. You know, it's a test of your will and patience and listening to Johnny Depp, like, just even say a sentence because it takes him a half an hour. It's almost kind of cool in a way, but really interesting to watch this stuff. Uh, I didn't know that was on YouTube. I I used to be a big uh, Johnny Depp fan. I'll have to take a look to see. Okay, so it was a 1936 Reefer Madness was was made. Okay, there you go. And I'm pretty sure it was William Hurst that funded it because he's one of the original people that had an actual movie studio. Or yeah, he was like one of the first. Basically, he pretty much owned everything. Kind of still the he passed away, <laughs> but the Hurst family owns a lot to this day. Yes, they do. They do. There was an empire there at one point. I think it was called the Hurst Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Reefer Madness, that's true. It was a really old movie. And so that always like scared people. But you know what? People have been smoking pot for a very, very long time. And the thing about it is that it is not so taboo. And people do talk about it all of the time, especially celebrities. You know, they're very upfront. They, they don't say, oh, I smoked a joint and I went to Orange Theory. But they do. They are pretty upfront about, you know, Bill Maher, for instance. He's always talked about how it gets before the show. Yeah, prior to this, uh, it was legal and there was smoke shops in New York I, I was reading. And I, I think there was there was like a lot of like hash bars over there is what they called them, you know. But but this is like like early back in the day before not probably like in the nineteen twenties or something. Oh before, like opium dens. I don't know. Um, um, that's interesting. I'll have to look into it more. That that, that could be a whole different show right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, the more you look into it, it, it's pretty fascinating. So I'm like, oh, at some point, a generation side or, you know, people just from people, generations experimenting and not listening. Because there was those people who were like, don't do it. You think you're going to fly off a building or you're going to do some something crazy. 
And then there's people that experimented and learned, oh, that doesn't happen. And then more and more generations till we get to present day legalization. And hopefully more people realize there's different uses to it now and, and not have to be so judgy and just let people decide for themselves. I think the real question that you're asking when it comes to working out and getting high is, is, you know, the society accept at this point that you can get high and go work out, right? Right. And not be judgmental and put you like a stereotype that, you know. Because the, the movie stereo, the movie show you Hollywood shows you, you know, and trust me, they're funny. I watch them, but like movies like Ted and Half Baked, they they're they're hilarious. But the the stereotype they're you know portraying is that you're just gonna be lazy and not do nothing, right? And I, I, I guess that's pretty much in everything. Uh, going back to that article that came out on majority, of, I think a third of uh, the corporate world admitted to smoking weed or taking some sort of edible while being at work, a bunch of NFL players, NBA players have admitted that Mike Tyson during this last fight said he was high. And, you know, there's more people that don't want to come out because of, you know, things will, they will, they'll get judged. And, you know, to this day, Michael Phelps lost millions because he got caught smoking a bong at a party. Uh, mm -hmm. Although he won the most Olympics in history, he, he still lost millions. And I mean, that was a while back, but it just goes to show you how, I mean, uh, I think California is pretty strict and where they're not releasing people that only got well, went to jail for marijuana. Uh, I think the other states do release it. They don't have any other priors. But marijuana, uh, I believe in California, they're still being strict. So, yeah, uh, there's a long way to go. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, with every generation, and I'm not encouraging anybody young to go out and, and smoke, you know, once you're of age and whatever whatever state that may be, then uh, it's up for you to decide if you want to uh, experiment with it or not and see if there's any benefits. This is true. Because here on Fireside, we don't <coughs> we're not suggesting that anybody do anything other than what they want to do. Don't right. do what we do just because we do it. Do it because you want to do it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so I wanted to thank everybody in the audience and thank you, Wendy, for coming up and sharing your your 420 uh, history a little bit with us. I, I appreciate it. it. It always makes it nice when uh, there's engagement from the audience. So I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Working Out High. Uh, this has been episode 98 of Athletic Definition, Coach Ray Z. And I will see you tomorrow for episode 99. Thank you everybody for joining and have a great day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are.